Welcome to the Senior Dog Revolution, where we discuss how to give our senior dogs the best life they deserve, where age is just a number and health and happiness of our senior pets is a priority. Okay. All right, everybody. I'm so excited that you guys are here and we have a very special return guest, Dr. Dilemba. We're super excited to have you here today. Welcome. Thank you so much. I'm I'm happy to be here. Good. And how, how have you been? So the last time we had you on was for our um, holiday episode last year. And I don't know if you remember, but you actually taught me about one of the uh, GI supplements that you have that I hope that you'll elaborate on a little bit here later today. But it is something that really is perfect in a pinch if you've got a dog that has some diarrhea or some GI upset. And I can't wait for you to um, hopefully tell us more about it. But you you shared that with me and I've been using it ever since. I want you to know that. Oh, good. That's wonderful. Yeah. (laughs) Are you... Is this the Fast Balance product? Yes, the Fast Balance. Yeah. I used it in my cat just the other day. We'll elaborate, guys, more on this in, in the episode, but it is definitely a go-to. It's definitely something to have in your uh, cat medicine cabinet for your dogs at home. So um, we're super thankful you're here. And today what we're actually going to talk about is we're going to just do a general overview of what supplements are, when to introduce them to your pets, this concept of are supplements benign, and just an overview of some common supplements that we see a lot of pet parents uh, reaching for out there. And we're going to pick Dr. Dilemma's brain on all of these. I mean, at the end, I'm going to have her just give us three of her favorites. And so first, Dr. Dilemma, do you mind just uh, telling the audience again a little bit about your background? Sure, no problem. Um, I was I graduated veterinary school at Michigan State University and worked uh, over 14 years in private clinical small animal practice. I then spent 12 years at a veterinary pharmacy, and now I'm working as a consultant for a, a supplement company. That's great. That's such a, a great history, and and um, I, I have not even reached that many years in, in clinical practice yet. I'm close, but but I'm not we're not quite there yet. But that's that's a really cool history. Um, so let's start talking about supplements because I know the pet parents out there have a lot of questions about it. So can you first talk to us about what makes supplements different from medications? This is really such a great question because people are, in general, they're exposed to a lot of advertisements for human supplements, and it's really easy to confuse those with medications. So in order for everyone to be on the same page, we really need to define exactly what supplements are. So technically, supplements are substances that fall under the FDA for regulation and confer some health benefits, but they're not drugs. They have not gone through an approval process like the FDA does for drugs. There are two kinds of FDA approved drugs, prescription and over-the-counter, and supplements don't fall into either one of those categories. So the FDA approval means that there's testing for effectiveness and safety, but it's important. This is one reason that it's really important to buy supplements from a reputable company because they haven't gone through all of the FDA steps to be able to be an approved medication. So unfortunately, what that means is that there are some disreputable companies that put supplements out that may or may not meet their label claims. Um, And unfortunately, the FDA just doesn't have the resources to be able to go after a lot of these animal supplements. Their priority is human health. um, And so animal events sort of fall by the wayside. So that puts more of the burden of supplement use onto the pet parents and onto their veterinarians. Yeah, that's a really great way to explain that. And there really are, there are so many different types of supplements out there. And because there is some lack of oversight over it, you can actually pick out things that can be harmful to your pet if you're not following some advice that we'll probably go through here as well. But that was a really great definition because supplements are pretty, they're, they're super easy to get a hold of. Absolutely. I mean, you can find supplements pretty much everywhere. Um, you know, and 
it's tempting to just sort of go to the human supplements and say, oh, it's got to be the exact same thing. But there are certain things that we don't like to use in animals that uh, are appropriate for people or the dosing may not be correct. And so you have to be really careful about what you're putting into your pet's body. Absolutely. I agree with that. And so what are some important things to know about supplements? I know that we want to help pet parents be informed and choose them wisely because I always tell my owners that I I really do love them because I think they're really a great way to support your pet, but we don't want them going out there and just buying all the supplements that are, that are being mentioned and just like having their pet on, you know, five to 10 of them without a reason for it. And so what are some best practices for pet parents when selecting supplements or some important things that you want them to know? Well, I think that because of the lack of government controls, it really is up to the pet parent to protect their pet. And so the first thing I usually will recommend is that they talk to their veterinarian about what they recommend or, you know, what she is using right now. If you can't do that, then there is an agency that you can look for a seal. It's called the National Animal Supplement Council, and they'll put a seal on the specific supplements that they have done some testing and some due diligence on. So basically, NASC was founded in 2001 to promote the health and wealth health and well-being of non-human food chain animals that are given health supplements by their owners and to protect and enhance the integrity of the animal health industry. So the NASC, companies that belong to NASC, undergo a rigorous voluntary every other year audit to ensure compliance with their standards of labeling, quality, and safety. So once you pass their, their testing, their audit, then you can become a member. There are four major things for NASC. They have to have, you have to have quality control manuals that have standing operating procedures. So that leads to consistency in the product that's being produced. They have to have adverse event reporting. And this is something that can really fall by the wayside is we can't identify if animals are having difficulties unless somebody reports that back to the company. Um, and so NASC receives all those reports groups all those reports together and then can report back to their groups what things may or may not be causing issues. Uh, and probably the most important thing is they're really strict with their label guidelines. They want to make sure that the ingredients and dosing format and that any health claims are legal. Yeah, that's great. I love that. And I'm so glad that the NASC exists, to be honest, because I feel like it would just be like the Wild West with with all the different supplements out there without them. That's why it was created was because people just didn't know where to turn because there were so many people out there, so many companies out there. I mean, and it doesn't, as you said before, it doesn't take much to put a supplement out there. You can just put something in a bottle, slap a label on it, and you really don't have to prove to anyone that what is in the bottle is what's on the label. Yeah, that's really scary. But um, but I love those tips you just gave. So just to recap, first tip is to ask your veterinarian about what supplements they may recommend. And then to, if you have found one um, that you want to try, of course, after asking your vet to look for that NASC label because of the different types of testing and controls that they actually do in audits on those, those supplements. Yeah, absolutely. Perfect. Um, so can you t- talk to us about three or four common supplement types that you may see used in senior dogs? Because that's mostly our audience here. Oh, we love the senior dogs. (laughs) A little gray muzzle is the best thing to have in your household. So we're all about the senior dogs. Um, Probably the first thing that comes to mind for most people when they think of of an aging pet is are the joint supplements. Um, But they've come a long way since the, the days of just glucosamine and chondroitin. So now we're seeing joint supplements that have additional ingredients that support recovery of these joints. Um, some of my favorite ingredients include like the perna canaliculus, which is the green lip muscle, 
Research has shown that the PERNA helps to decrease pro-inflammatory agents that are released by the damaged tissues with joint disease. It provides a balanced support with not just glucosamine and chondroitin, but also hyaluronic acid, which helps with the joint fluid and other key glycosaminoglycans. Again, help to build up the joint fluid, make it a little more viscous, a little thicker so that those bones aren't rubbing right on each other. It helps to also increase the cartilage that is at the end of the bones. And so that's a, a wonderful ingredient to have in your in your joint supplement. Probably the next, if I had to pick the next most common one that I use in, in senior pets, it would be cognitive supplements. So as pets start to age, we may see some deterioration in their cognitive abilities. And this can be evidenced by increased barking or getting lost in the house or in the yard, or maybe a dog that was really always well housebroken their whole life is now starting to have some accidents in the house. So these can be signs that some of the information that's coming into the brain is not being processed the way it used to be. So this is a place where the pet owner can really proactively support their pet's brain health. Our audience, we have a lot of people that deal with doggy dementia or have pets that have doggy dementia. And one of the biggest, and as you know, that disease is so tough because there's really no cure for it. So a lot of the strategies really geared towards supporting that pet and their brain and support and supplements that can help support their quality of life at home. So that really is a big one for the seniors for yeah, sure. And this is a particular interest of mine as well. I mean, I could probably do an entire podcast just on yeah. cognitive dysfunction um, because I think it's it's a place that supplements fit really easily easily um, into the general health care, but it's also something that pet guardians can be very proactive with. So, you know, what, as your pet is aging, at the first sign that you're saying, oh, it's just Fifi getting a little bit older, that's when you really want to hit the cognitive because you're starting to notice that decrease in their functionality and introducing these supplements at the earliest stage is going to help prolong that period of time until they have less cognitive ability as it goes on. Absolutely. And the, and the percentage of, of senior pets that actually develop it is so high as they get older and there's more and more research coming out uh, about it. And so it's really interesting, but yeah, absolutely. I, I'm glad that you brought that, that supplement type up. Yeah. I think that what, what ends up happening is people just attribute it to old age. Um, and there really is, there are things that you can do to help to, to make that a little bit easier, make that transition a little bit easier. And cognitive supplements are, are something that we've started to see, I would say, probably in the last five to 10 years. And I think that they make a huge difference in the quality of life of our senior pets. I agree. Uh, the, next, uh, the next one I would go with is something that we sort of touched on before, the gastrointestinal supplements. Yes. You know, <laughs> Um, as, as pets age, we basically can see uh, an increase in their intestinal permeability or basically the cells in the GI tract just can't perform up to their normal barrier function like they used to. And that makes that internal environment susceptible. So not having that good barrier may allow bacteria or toxins or incompletely digested nutrients and waste products that are usually not absorbed but are passed out in the stool to enter into the bloodstream. And that can set up uh, an immune response, which leads to generalized issues, but can cause gastrointestinal distress like bloating, excessive gas and cramping, fatigue, food sensitivities. And it's even been been linked with joint pain as well as some skin and coat effects. Yeah. So 
Yeah, it's it's something that if you think about it, so many things rely on the GI tract that if we can support the GI tract in any way possible, it really is going to have long-term ramifications. Um, one of the things that we'll see too is a change in population of the of the bacterial population in the gut. Um, that also can contribute to GI distress and, and lack of GI health. Um, we see pets as they get older, they're on some prescription medications like antibiotics or non-steroidal anti-inflammatories, and this can actually disrupt the gut bacteria as well as the GI tract in general. There are a couple of things that I really look for in GI products as far as uh, our senior pets and long-term health. Um, and that's the prebiotics and the probiotics. And people get those two mixed up. They sound like they're almost the same thing. But prebiotics are starches and fibers that are resistant to digestion, and they help to feed the gut bacteria, whereas probiotics are the actual bacteria that you're putting into the GI system. Um, so you're looking for bacteria that are good and healthy. And basically, these live bacteria contribute to the normal GI flora, but and they also help to prevent the populations of bad bacteria or pathogenic bacteria from overgrowing in the GI tract. So when you reach for a supplement, a lot of times you'll see lactobacillus, bifidobacteria, or enterococcus species, along with some of those prebiotics like monooligosaccharides or fructooligosaccharides. And all of those things together really help to support the GI tract and support the bacterial population within the GI tract. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, we, we are learning a lot about the GI health in relation to overall body health. And I love learning about the studies that are coming out supporting keeping that GI tract healthy is, is really important to them overall. Yeah, one of the things when you're looking for a, a probiotic is the number of bacteria, because what will happen we look at the CFUs or colony forming units that are present in the supplement. And the goal for a probiotic is between two and 10 billion CFUs. So you'll see some back, some probiotic uh, supplements that are out there that really don't have the numbers to be able to truly support. So that's something that as a pet parent, you can look at the label and really see how many bacteria are included in each specific dose of the supplement that you're using. Yeah, that's a really great tip. Thank you for sharing that. I appreciate that. Um, so when when should you introduce a supplement to a pet and are they safe for dogs of any size or any age or kind of what's your guidelines when it comes to comes to that? In general, I think that, well, first you want to check with your veterinarian because obviously your veterinarian is going to know your pet the best and whether or not something is appropriate for your pet. But in general, I think that supplements are very safe and they can be appropriate for any life stage. There are different breeds and different individual pets that may have a predisposition to certain conditions that could benefit from supplementations. And supplements provide them with the resources that they need to deal with the challenges that they experience and lead to long-term health. As far as the safety is concerned, most supplements from a reputable, reputable company are safe. However, any individual pet can have an intolerance to any active or inactive ingredient. And if there's an adverse effect, you should absolutely discontinue the supplement contact your veterinarian. And then also, as I said earlier, go ahead and file a report with a company so that if there's something that's going on, that they can follow up and make sure that it's not affecting any other pets too. So following up is is key for the best companies to be 
to be able to identify any potential issues. Absolutely. I, I agree. And I think sometimes people are just, you know, are like, oh, I'm not sure if this was, if it was due to the new supplement or they're, they're a little hesitant or they don't want to look up the information. And a lot of times you can actually find it right on the bottle or the tube, like where to contact that company. Um, and so it can be pretty easy to submit and so important just for the overall demographic of dogs that we do know what adverse events are happening out there. So we can help guide you guys better in the future and the supplement companies can improve as well. So I, I agree. I'm glad you, you're really talking about that here because super important for us to do that. Yeah. In fact, I would suggest to any pet parent, if they're looking at a supplement and it doesn't have a number on there to be able to contact the company, I would put that back on the shelf <laughs> because they, they don't want, they don't have anybody answering the phone. They don't have anybody to take a report. I think it's an issue. Yeah. And so these are, these are substances we're putting into our pets' bodies. We want to make sure that somebody cares about what's going into that bottle before we put it into our pet. Absolutely. That would be a really great red flag, would be no contact information for what to do. So really valuable information. Thank you so much. So I know everyone always wants to ask what your top three supplements are that you love for senior dogs and any examples of how you use them would be amazing. So pet parents know. Absolutely. I mean, I think this is kind of like choosing your favorite child. I mean, everything, there are so many things that are out there that can be really helpful to any individual patient. But if I'm going to have to pick three of my favorites, I would probably start with some of the calming supplements, some of the, the supplements that actually help them not only from a cognitive standpoint, but also from a stress standpoint. As our senior pets get older, it's easier for them to be stressed out. So I'll use things like Calm and Confident or Composure. I've used quite a bit of Composure, not only in my personal life, but also in, in practice. Um, so anything that's going to decrease that stress in their lives. And the nice thing about Composure is it works really quickly. It can work within 30 minutes of administration, but it can also provide long-term health as far as cognitive stability. So these supplements really support the neurologic connections in the brain. They help with the ability to focus and have a clearer mind. Um, and that helps enhance the quality of their lives. My last senior dog, she would have senior moments where she would stand and stare at the fireplace. And trust me, it wasn't that fascinating. Um, but using, using a senior supplement for her really made a difference because it really decreased some of that odd behavior that I knew maybe her brain wasn't just quite firing yeah. quite like I would want it to. Um, so yeah. once I started with a senior supplement, she found the fireplace much less fascinating. Yeah, <laughs> it, it is. It is true, though. I mean, a lot of those seniors have both anxiety and cognitive issues that are starting. And so it's kind of nice to have a supplement that can target both of those a little bit and help support them. Um, I, I love composure as well. We use it in our practice for pets with anxiety. And I think they do really well. In yeah, it. I, it's probably if I had to pick a single, a single supplement that in my hands has been the most effective, it would be the composure or any of the composure products. Yeah. Um, the theanine in there really does it. It's a natural substance. It's a uh, amino acid from green tea. Um, just basically brings everything down a level. And then the C three, which is the the uh, the colostrum calming complex. Um, again, it's a it's a, a whey protein derived um, supplement that again just brings everything down. But it doesn't sedate them. It doesn't make them stupid. It really just enhances their focus and and brings their stress levels down just just enough so that they're more comfortable and have a better quality of life. So my next supplement, I, we've pretty much covered this as far as uh, so many dogs uh, have issues with their GI tract. Um, they just don't work as efficiently. The senior dogs, it just doesn't work as efficiently as it used to. And they may not be able to tolerate 
the foods and things that used to not bother them at all. And so we use the probiotics to help facilitate with digestion and support the defense of the intestinal cells. Um, I use a couple of different products depending on the situation. Um, I'll use the straight up probiotics like probiotic every day or the Vetrimega probiotic, depending on whether you want a chewable form or you want a capsule form. Um, and then, of course, there are lots of probiotics in the fast balance. And so when they do get into something that they're not supposed to get into, um, fast balance makes a big correction. As I said, I just use that just last week on my kitty who I gave him some treats. My husband gave him some treats. My granddaughter gave him some treats. And all of a sudden I was like, oh dear, he's been in the litter box four times now. I got to do something about that. And so utilize the fast balance. And I am always impressed with how quickly it works and how effective it is. Yeah, it really does work really well. I, I love it as well. We've I, Ever since our, our last episode that we did together, I actually have been advising it to clients because it's kind of nice, you know, the go-to for us as veterinarians is for pet parents when we have that diarrhea, for example, a pet that has diarrhea previously, historically, we used to reach for antibiotics. However, we've been learning so much more lately about how chronic or even intermittent use of antibiotics can cause disruption to the gut flora that we don't really want um, in their, in our pet's intestinal tract. And so having the ability to have something like this to reach for right away when something starts before it becomes a problem, meaning like before the pet becomes lethargic or has vomiting or whatever it is, I think it can be extremely, extremely helpful. Yeah. I mean, our senior pets go over to being dehydrated very quickly when they have diarrhea just because they don't have the resources that they used to when they were younger. And having something that allows veterinarians to have better antibiotic stewardship is really important uh, to be able to try to keep some of those antibiotics just out of the system in general. More and more people really are reaching for fiber, probiotics, prebiotics, um, and something like fast balance. As you said, the faster that you can can slow down the process, the faster that you can address the issue, it's going to lead to less inflammation in the gut and should help to control that, that issue much more quickly. Yeah. Love that stuff. Well, thank you for sharing all that with us. I think that was super helpful um, for the pet parents out there to understand that. I love, honestly, how we were able to go through. We went through so many topics here today. We went through the fact that supplements are not benign. It does really matter who you who actually makes it and the kind of studies that go behind it because there is not a lot of regulation as far as animal supplements go in particular. Um, looking for that nasty, um, the National Animal Supplement Council, I, it's usually like a little sticker, like a little certification or verification. Yeah, their seal of approval on a supplement is really important. That's one way to kind of see if that company actually has some quality control or some procedures behind what they're making that can make it safe and hopefully effic efficacious. And then lastly, she shared her three favorite supplements. So now you guys know what she loves, <laughs> Dr. Shlomo loves, which is amazing. And I think those are all really helpful. So thanks for all those tips for us this oh, year. It's, it's always my pleasure yeah. to, come, to come and share things with you. This is a, it's a subject I'm really passionate about and I just love to share. We're so thankful you're here. And you guys, next time, why don't you guys drop um, a comment or send us some emails about next things you want Dr. Dilemma to cover with us. I actually honestly want you back on here so we can talk about canine cognitive dysfunction because that's, as you said, it's a passion of yours, a big passion of mine too. Definitely something that affects a lot of our senior pet parents. Absolutely. Awesome. All right. Thanks guys. All content on Senior Dog Revolution is for informational purposes only and should not be considered as a substitute for any type of professional veterinary advice for your pet. 
your dependence on the content of any information found on Senior Dog Revolution is at your own risk, as nothing discussed or mentioned here can replicate a true doctor-patient relationship between yourself and a veterinarian. As always, for veterinary care and advice for your pet, please see your veterinarian.